energy just is so much of attraction. Oh, Someone could be beautiful, but they just don't have that pizzazz that you're attracted pizzazz. to. Pizzazz. <laughs> really? That's the most straight thing you've ever said in your life. Hey honey, welcome back to another episode of To Be Honest, the podcast. Hope you have had a spectacular week and are having a beautiful Friday. My name's Amanda, you can call me Duck Dog, and I'm sitting across from my beautiful co-host and bestie for the restie, Miss Kara Aridi. Hello. Hello. How are you today? I'm good, honey. How are you? I'm pretty good. We're recording bright and early. The sun is shining, which is definitely something new and unusual for the Gold Coast recently. Honestly. So I'm feeling pretty good glad to hear it honey yeah thanks you're welcome <laughs> i actually saw this post in like a gold coast community group on facebook mm. and it was like such a boomer post and they were someone who posted saying like i feel like i got ripped off like i moved they were being genuine like i moved to the gold coast and all it's been is like rain where's this sunny golden state that i signed up for that i w- that was advertised to me blah 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 and i was it's like, like do you think any of us are happy about this except like it's the weather it's the weather. It's also kind of like, not to generalize, but I will be. It's also kind of audacious for a boomer to be complaining about the weather Go when off, you huh? just know that they've contributed to climate change <laughs> in many ways. <laughs> That's just what I have to say. Anyway, let's get into the episode. We should. Before we do, we just wanted to know we've made some changes to our Patreon moving forward. We're going to leave everything linked down below, but we're now doing an extra episode per week uh, on our $9 tier on Patreon, which is only $9 a month, and it gets you an extra four episodes a month, which is delightful. There's also lower tiers with a couple of bonus episodes, as well as getting your episodes early. So if you're looking to support us in any way, that's a really great way to be able to, and we, yeah, we'll leave everything linked in the show notes. Yeah, Patreon's a really great way to allow us to continue making these episodes that we really love making, so we really appreciate all the support. Okay, so Amanda Duck Dog Millionaire, what do you have to be honest about this week? Look, I have to be honest about the fact I feel like I've been uh, figuring shit out lately mm-hmm. with... We what do love I, that. <laughs> yeah, we love figuring shit out. I've been really figuring out what I want to be doing career-wise, which I think is a really good thing for me because I've sort of been confused about what I want to do moving forward. And whilst I enjoy what I'm doing now, it just hasn't really been feeling like a forever thing. When I say that, I mean YouTube. It doesn't Mm. feel like a forever thing for me. And so I've just sort of been figuring out like what my next move is. And yeah, I actually have a meeting today with a potential new job, which is really exciting um, and a little something extra to add to what I'm doing and just Mm -hmm. sort of allow me to make those changes in my Mm -hmm. life. So yeah, I'm feeling good. Yeah. I think what people don't realize I'm I'm going to assume most YouTubers feel the same way Mm. or people who edit their own videos is that it takes a lot of work to edit videos and to film videos and you don't have much work-life balance when you're doing that. So it would be really good. I think for you to, yeah, like do something that's a bit different. Yeah. So I think it'd be really good for you to kind of try something different. Thanks honey. What do you have to be honest about today? Look, I'm going to be honest about the fact that over the weekend I went to Melbourne. Mm -hmm. I went there, like really (laughs) Classic me, like I literally went there for like three days and I didn't have time to do anything that I really wanted to do. Mm -hmm. But I went there to basically say goodbye to one of my best friends who is moving to the UK for six months. And I kind of realized, so I have this big group of um, high school friends and we like all are quite 
I would say we're quite close still. And I've really realized that like as we kind of enter our 30s or like our late 20s, I feel like there's this really nice feeling of being like with people who have known you for so long, Mm -hmm. but who you can kind of just like come together and come apart from as like life happens. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I guess what I have to be honest about this week is that I'm feeling very grateful for those Mm -hmm. long-term relationships because I think it is very different when people know you like I was obviously thinking about like my best friends up here which I have some of the closest friendships of my whole life up here so 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 grateful but I do think it's an incredibly different type of friendship when someone knows you from like for example like you're like 25 onwards yeah versus 13 onwards mm-hmm. like it's very interesting to un- to know the difference anyway that's what I've been thinking about and that's what I have to be honest about this week lovely honey I think that's really special like I can think of the relationships that I have with people that I've had for that long and it's like a really really nice mm. like comforting kind of family feeling in a way yes so, exactly yeah okay so I'm really excited to get into today's episode because today we're going to talk about dating apps and sort of what to do if you want to date but you don't want to be on dating apps how dating apps kind of are dictating the dating world especially Mm. uh, for us as women in our 20s and just sort of like the pros and cons our experiences our advice and hopefully we come away with a few nuggets of what to do if you really just don't want to fucking be on dating apps (laughs) but you want to put yourself out there yeah because we've spoken obviously a lot about dating on the podcast before and we've spoken specifically a lot about dating apps and sometimes about how we don't really like them that much Mm -hmm. like at times and at times we obviously have gone on dates and like found them to be like quite like a nice way to meet people. So I think it's interesting to look at it from the perspective of how can you meet people not on dating apps? Because Mm. on the one hand, I don't really know many people who aren't on dating apps if they're single or haven't been on dating apps before they got into a relationship. Mm. But I also know a lot of people who really don't want it to be their only option for dating like I feel like the general consensus at least like amongst like our friends and people like we kind of know like acquaintance wise is that it's okay to go on them and like you know it'd be fine to be on them and just like swiping and like seeing like who's around Mm. but people would mostly prefer to meet people in person or Mm -hmm. organically more yeah and like a lot of people just have no concept including myself no concept of like how you can actually make that happen yeah and so i think this is why today's episode is fun because we don't really know know. the answer (laughs) of how to date if you hate dating apps but hopefully we can have a nice open discussion about it and figure it out all together today. Mm-hmm. So I guess I feel like the first thing we should talk about is our own personal experiences with dating apps. Like, have you used them, Miss Reedy? And have they worked for you, not worked for you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been on dating apps for like since I was like maybe 22. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like well, specifically in Melbourne, I've gone on like quite a few dates. Some dates have been absolutely frightful and some dates have been really nice. Obviously, as we're all aware of, I haven't met like a long-term partner from mm-hmm. one, um, but I've had some like nice experiences from them. And I do think that the actual, especially someone who's like avoidant like me, like the actual being able to talk to people on my phone and like via an app has been helpful in some scenarios because mm-hmm. if it wasn't for that, I might not. I mean, because I might be wrong. Can't see an alternate reality, obviously. But I feel like if it wasn't for dating apps, I probably just simply wouldn't have dated at all in the past 10 years of my life. Right. Because I'm avoidant. This is an interesting thing, though, because I feel like, and we'll get into this later in the episode, but I feel like 
if we didn't have dating apps, what would we be doing? You know what I mean? I'd probably be doing nothing. No, but I don't know if you would. Because <laughs> the thing is, we're so, we, we so believe that that's such an easy way to date. And like, I feel like so, we can get into it, but I feel like so many people like have become more avoidant with dating because they can do it online. Well, yeah. I also guess that like it speaks to like, you know, what would our culture around dating be like if it wasn't for dating apps? Like, mm. it's not just the, in- it's going to sound so like, cliche and way too serious to talk about dating apps but like it's not just about the individual like what would i do but it's like if dating apps didn't exist Mm. the wider like i guess like approach to dating would be different right like people probably would be like looking at people on the street and at the coffee shop and stuff like that whereas now like i've literally gone gone places and like seen like a cute guy Mm. and like in my mind doesn't even cross my mind to be like go up to him and like say hi and like ask him out or strike up a conversation Mm. but in my mind i'm like i hope i come across him on a dating app soon yeah because that's something that that can happen yeah it's like how many times have you been at like a bar and you're like Oh, if I put my radius down to one kilometer right now, maybe he'll pop up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what about you? What have your experiences been? Well, I have been on the apps um, throughout my 20s. Mm-hmm. You know, I've had a few relationships and been on and off dating apps um, in between those times. I have met like quite a few really lovely people through dating apps. Mm -hmm. Nothing that's obviously eventuated into anything serious. Uh, Both of my serious relationship I've I've had, I've met people organically. I definitely have met like some cool people through dating apps. In saying that, I've also met some not cool people. Mm -hmm. So, you know, but I know a lot of people who have met like the love of their lives on Tinder and stuff like that. And so it is is more common now. Um, I guess you could say they've worked for me in the sense that it has helped me develop a better relationship with dating in the sense that like I'm I feel more comfortable going on like first dates and I think I would if I mm-hmm. had just like I would have been on less dates I think if it wasn't for dating mm-hmm. apps but I so I think it's really helped me with putting myself out there but I guess they haven't worked out in the long term because I've not met you know that person mm-hmm. that well, I want to like commit to at least not worked out in the way that like I guess like the ultimate goal would be when you're dating, which is to meet someone who you want to, well, for a lot of people, it's to meet someone who you want to spend your life with theoretically. Yeah. It sounds so so serious. It's so bizarre. (laughs) Yeah. I guess like, again, in that scenario, it hasn't worked out, but in the scenario, in the, in the context of experience or like just dating, Mm. I feel like, yeah, they can be, they can be beneficial. Yeah. So I guess that kind of leads us into like the pros and the cons of dating apps, which I think is really interesting. And obviously this is very much so like based on like our personal opinions and experiences, because there are people who would just be like, fuck no to dating apps. Like it's all cons. Yeah. There are people like that. I personally find it like, I'm kind of like, whoa, like when I meet someone who's like, I do not go on dating apps. Like Mm. as a rule, like I have never been on dating apps. Even though I'm single, even though I have been single, I'm like, like good for you, yeah. but can't relate. Like, and that it's rare. Yeah, totally. Because even if people try them and they don't like them, they've at least like had that like experience, and they have like made that being like, oh, let me see how I like it, kind of thing. Yeah, for sure. I guess for me, like the number one pro with dating apps is the fact that it kind of opens you up to a lot of people that you maybe wouldn't cross paths with in your everyday mm-hmm. life, right? Because like, for example, if you work in a workplace that is perhaps dominated by um, a gender or sex that you're not attracted to, then, then like that can be like a, mm-hmm. a difficult way to meet people through work. If you're mm-hmm. not studying, if you're not, uh, if the, you're not meeting people through hobbies and stuff like that, like 
dating apps are a great way to be like, wow, this person is someone who I would only like maybe have a small chance of meeting in the real world. But now I we're attracted to each other. Mm-hmm. We've matched on this dating app and we can try and build something from there. So I think it opens up the dating pool. But that is also kind of a con. Well, I was actually about to say, like, I was thinking, I feel like a lot of the pros are pros until they go they go to the extreme and then yeah. they're cons. Because mm-hmm. what I was going to say as a pro is that, you know, for people who maybe are a bit more shy or insecure or reserved or don't know how to, like, approach people in person, dating apps can be really helpful because, mm. you know, you can, like you said, it widens your dating pool so you can approach people who maybe never would feel like approaching or you would never come across in your day-to-day life. Mm. But then, which is great, obviously, because if you're if you're a little if you're a shy little person which i feel like i'm a bit shy when it comes to dating you're looking at me like you're not shy bitch yeah when it comes to dating I uh-huh am. okay do you not agree i mean literally yesterday i was telling you how you're like the biggest flirt okay but i never would go up to someone in person well i mean like i, I shouldn't say never but like i have never gone up to someone in person and so, sorry, with, like, wanting to, like, go up to someone in person, like, have you ever seen someone and been, like, I would want to, like, give this person my number? Oh, yeah. And what stopped you? Insecurity, mm-hmm. shyness, mm-hmm. vulnerability, mm-hmm. nerves, mm-hmm. general fear. Valid. No, I think that most people would feel that way. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, my point is that, like, if you're, like, the, what do you want to call it? Shy, insecure, nervous, like, whatever it is, if whatever's stopping you from going up to someone in person, which I do feel like most people, if you're generally kind of like thinking you would want to date someone or Mm. anyone, you would have thought in your day-to-day life, like, oh, like they're cute. Theoretically, I would like maybe talk to them and give them the number, but like a bit too nervous to do that kind Mm -hmm. of thing. Dating apps do help with that, right? Because you don't have like that much pressure. Like you can swipe if they don't like you. It doesn't really matter. If you talk to them and the conversation's shitty, doesn't really matter kind of thing. Mm. Or it can turn into something great. But then like I was saying, the pros can easily turn into cons because then you get to this point where it's like, do you rely too heavily on a dating app? Mm -hmm. Like, do you not like me? Like now I don't even think about seeing people in real life and like, talking to them and striking up a conversation and trying to figure out like could I ask for their number like like that doesn't even cross my mind virtually now mm-hmm. and I think that is a huge con is that it takes away like I was saying before like the culture of dating in real life it takes away from that kind of general I guess like view that we have that we can we can approach someone in real life and yeah. just see if they kind of vibe and see if we can maybe be like hey you want my number kind of thing mm-hmm. and look I'm I want to put a disclaimer that this could very much be me coloring my worldview and also just like my friends because I think I only have like one friend who's Bray if you're listening it's you Bray (laughs) who would like be very confident going up to someone in real life and being like hey my number kind of thing yeah I get what you mean I feel like more people are not confident yes in doing so but I think that's because of dating it's so easy and I especially think that like I know that I've heard from the experiences of a lot of men as well mm-hmm. that, you know, in let's talk like 20, 30 years ago, right? Like mm-hmm. men were taught that if they were attracted to a woman, we're also talking very heteronormative right now. I, I, I acknowledge that. But, but men were taught if they are attracted to someone at a bar, they have to approach, right? And it's them who has to do the approach, mm-hmm. right? 
And I've heard from a lot of men that now with dating apps, it's just made it an easier way for them to date. So the guys who are nervous, who, you know, would really have to push Mm. themselves to do something like that have really gone, hang on, I can actually just meet someone in a lot of an easier way, in a less confronting way. Like I don't have to feel that pressure to do what is expected of me. Yeah. Like I can even remember like when I was like 18, like 10 years ago, getting approached way more. I mean, hopefully this isn't on me. Like, hopefully it's not, <laughs> a, it's not a me getting ugly with age thing. Okay, no, you definitely have glowed up. But I, I would get approached at bars all the time. Whereas now if I go to bars, I never get approached. And it's just like mm. a very interesting thing. And I think it's interesting looking at, at it from the perspective of men who are sort of uh, given this role to play in the hetero dating scene of Mm -hmm. being the one who approaches, being the dominant one, being the one who says, hey, can I buy you a drink? They have found an easier way to date now. Mm -hmm. And so if they're not doing it, and women have always been taught that they're the one who should be approached, Mm -hmm. if we're talking, let's get very hetero standards, who is doing the approaching? No one is doing it. And we even see that still on dating apps, like in the way that's like, obviously like bro people will like swipe people but like a lot of women still don't want to message first on dating apps absolutely so if we just like transfer that real life experience to online Mm -hmm. you know that's why things like bumble which for those of you who don't know bumble is like a dating app where women have to message first like you have you can't like a man cannot message you first Mm -hmm. on bumble a lot of people don't like that because they don't like the idea that like they think it's like you know a bit like too much for a woman to mm-hmm. message first and that's what we, that's obviously not true but that's what we've been told is like the man needs to come to us yeah and again this is very heteronormative like obviously like these don't really exist as much in like a queer like relationship but mm. yeah in straight relationships it's very much like the man kind of like controls the flow and controls like how things start is taught to take the lead exactly yeah i also think another con I would say is that I think dating apps are very much quantity over quality I agree I agree because every there are a lot of people on dating apps and so like if we talk about the big three players in the game we've got tinder bumble hinge Mm -hmm. right I would say hinge has the least amount of people on it Mm -hmm. bumble comes in second place and tinder's got everyone and And that's because i think on tinder it's not people just looking for relationships it's people looking for hookups and stuff like that and tinder's kind of the og as well yeah it's the og it's like if you're newly single you know i feel like a lot of people get in their late 20s get out of long-term relationships Mm -hmm. and they're like okay i guess i'll get on tinder for the first time in my life so i totally agree with you with that and i also think on the quantity thing i think it's also made people realize they have options which again can be a pro and a con (laughs) because i think that you know for a lot of people with like if they're dating someone it can be if they're on dating apps they can be like okay well am i like super super into this person do i want to commit to this person i don't know there's so many other people that are matching with me on a dating Mm. app like it's sort of it can be a pro in the sense that it's like if you're not fully into someone, it re- makes you realize there are other mm-hmm. options. It makes you realize there are other people out there. But it can also be a con if you're someone who's like a bit of a commitment phobe or someone <laughs> who is a bit avoidant. Realizing that there's other options can be an easy way to not commit to the person that you maybe have seen a couple of times. Yeah. And I also think that 
dating apps in terms of like obviously they you can't really know someone on a profile like mm-hmm. and obviously you also can't know someone going up to them in a bar and talking to them for five minutes but on a profile like you can get a very you can get a very skewed preconceived idea of what someone's like mm. in both a good and a bad way necessarily like for example and what i meant when i said like it's it's quantity over quality a lot of the time is like obviously like the whole point of dating apps is that you just like swipe 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 mm. swipe so you could theoretically match with like I mean, yeah, like theoretically you can match with every single person that you swipe and that could be like hundreds of people. Yeah. And I do think that that in a way, and I mean, this is definitely what I think has happened, like maybe to me, for me to a degree. And let me know if you feel like it's happened with you. But like, in a way, I think it's like you can kind of get detached from what you're really looking for mm-hmm. and values. And obviously, again, you can't really tell what someone's values are necessarily off a dating app mm. but again like that kind of skews it because it's like you can't you know I feel like all the time you're not looking for like this person seems like kind funny x y and z a lot of the time you're just swiping based on looks mm. or swiping based on like a tiny little factor like there have been so many times where like I've been on a dating app on a dating profile and like things like aren't c- catching my eye in any capacity mm. but there'll be like one little thing and I'm like mm, may as well yeah and, like, in real life, I, I don't think I would ever be like, yeah, I'll give this guy my number because, like, eh, whatever yeah. kind of thing. Well, this is the interesting thing as well with attraction is that, like, in real life, and, I, and I've spoken a lot about this with my friends, is, like, people are more attractive in real life. Absolutely. Because energy, the way people laugh, the way people compose and hold themselves, like, that is, that is such an easier way to be attracted to someone. Mm-hmm. Like... Yeah, I'm sure that most people look gorgeous in photos on dating mm, apps and stuff like different. that. But it's different. And I feel like there is... I just feel like it is so much easier to actually know whether you would be attracted to someone and want to spend time with someone if you meet them in real life. Mm-hmm. Whereas dating apps, there's just a lot more risk involved. Like mm-hmm. you're going out on a date with someone who, yeah, may have cute photos, may seem witty and funny via their messages, but you don't actually know how well you're going to connect with them and how much you're going to be attracted to their energy in person. Because mm-hmm. not to be a woohoo bitch, but energy just is so much of attraction. Oh, someone really? could be beautiful, but they just don't have that pizzazz that you're attracted pizzazz. to. Pizzazz. <laughs> really. the straight thing you've ever said in your life. <laughs> I, I agree, though, completely. I think, like, I've been on quite a few dates of dating apps where, like, even to the degree that people can be different online Mm. than they are in person because again like it goes back and this is a pro at the risk of only saying cons which we are kind of doing yeah another pro is that like again like if you're not feeling super confident talking to people you can feel more confident doing it by a message and i think that that is a pro but it also can be a bit of a con because like i've been in dating on dating apps where like you get to know someone by messages they're they're confident they're witty they're like you know having a really great conversation and then i meet them in person and they they obviously like they're probably nervous but maybe they don't feel as comfortable and confident in real life like with those social skills and that ability to talk to someone they don't know Mm -hmm. and that can have a real disconnect like that's really like impacted like the ability i've been like oh like i'm not really vibing it because you have this whole different expectation of someone in your head yeah versus if you meet them in person you're generally obviously you don't know someone after talking to them like for 10 minutes in a coffee shop or something like that Mm -hmm. for some reason i'm really attached to this idea of meeting someone in a coffee shop i feel like that's because it seems like a place you could i was gonna say maybe it's because i literally probably can't meet anyone anywhere else okay we're gonna get into places (laughs) that you can meet someone and you will 
you will have ideas okay. okay okay i feel like we definitely need to like dive into the idea of like dating apps ruining the opportunity to meet some meeting someone organically and like i know we already touched on this but we got a lot of messages when we mentioned doing a dating app episode of people saying like i just feel like dating apps have completely ruined dating for a lot of people and completely ruined how confident people feel to approach and like meet people in more of a natural way and I definitely feel this way I feel like I you know before I was on dating apps like I remember I worked with this guy and I literally to his face asked him out on a date and it was it was bold right and I was like I didn't end up going on a date with him which is did he say yes he said yes yeah and then like two weeks later my other co-worker who ended up becoming my long-term boyfriend hit me up and (sighs) it's like that it anyway you know, work is a great place to meet someone, apparently. But I feel like it's really interesting because now I would feel really insecure and like I couldn't approach someone to like start seeing them organically. And when I have started seeing people organically in like the past like three to four years of my life, it has been people that were friends of friends or like friends. Mm. I was friends with them before I started dating them. So it was that was like a very easy progression. But the idea of being like, a single person who you know doesn't have any male friends who are a prospect and who wants to put themselves out on the dating scene and like see someone at a coffee shop or see someone at netball and like wants to approach how how could i possibly do that it feels unbelievably confronting yeah i completely understand what you're saying and like i do agree but i also like as you were saying that i was kind of thinking like you know you're talking about you met when you met people naturally organically when you were younger like when you were in your early 20s or you met your first boyfriend when you were in high school like he was a friend in high school Mm. i really love the friend to lovers trope apparently you do you definitely do you cliche little bitch anyway (laughs) i i I definitely agree with what you said, but I'm also thinking like, is it just also that like this idea that like dating apps have quote unquote ruined dating? Is it because like now that we're older, we've kind of realized that those chances to meet people, those situations that we have to meet people organically kind of get smaller. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because like, you know, you get older, like you have your friends, you have your friend group that, and again, this is me talking from my experience and my friends and like, and maybe I'm very, very wrong for other people, but I think you have like your group, you have your things that you do. You, uh, unfortunately, as we get older, sometimes we don't have as many hobbies mm. that we do. Um, you don't obviously go to school usually. Um, maybe you're like a bit more just like comfortable in your workplace and it's not so much like a thing that you can meet people with. Is it so much? I, I definitely think the dating apps have had a huge impact on like how we date and like the fact that we, it's, it can struggle to date, to date people organically, but is it a bit of both? I think it's predominantly the dating apps, but I think that because we are getting to the age that we're getting to, we're realizing how dating apps have impacted it. It's like mm. it's like uh, the child star thing. This is like a, a tangent, <laughs> but right, like when when kids were child stars back in that like Disney era, mm-hmm. people didn't realize how damaging that was going to be. And now that they've grown up, people are realizing, oh fuck putting kids in huge doing working longer weeks than most adults do mm-hmm. and putting them in the public eye is fucking them up obviously that's on a grander scheme than like <laughs> me a, using I, i'm all for the child star 
conversation but it's such a random example no but you get what i mean like it's something that you don't realize the impact of until you get older and that's i think something with dating apps is like i think now like dating apps were and i still think that they are all the rage in a way but i think that people really thought like this is such a great way to meet people blah 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 blah. and then people who have been on dating apps for years are suddenly getting to this point where we're like fucking fatigued we're over it we're like it is so difficult to meet someone good on a dating app and meet someone that I'm super compatible with. And so many people are so flippant with Mm. their use of dating apps as well and perhaps aren't looking for... Like, probably 10% of people on dating apps are looking for relationship, like an actual relationship. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like it's like kind of that like fatigue and kind of that feeling of being like oh like maybe if I hadn't been using dating apps this entire time I would have been more open in the real world yeah I understand what you mean I have two things to say mm-hmm. the first thing is that I'm actually now thinking that like I don't know if many younger people use them as much as we have growing up through our 20s like I'm trying to think of my sister who is turning 24 this year mm. and she I don't think she like she's single I don't think she's on a dating app I'm gonna actually gonna message her right now and see I'm gonna ask her how many of her friends and if, like if she's on a dating app yeah I feel like I should message my brother and his girlfriend and be like do you guys use dating apps literally like, like well obviously they don't use dating apps but do their friends use dating apps I'm literally gonna message them right now as well the other thing I was gonna say is that I do think it's a really interesting conversation to have about apps dating Mm. apps because dating websites have been around for so many years yeah and prior to look i'm i'm gonna say tinder was like the first huge dating app like i could be wrong i didn't actually look this up but like at least like in my like group and in my like experience tinder was like the thing that everyone was like oh you can go on tinder and like meet people like Mm -hmm. interesting and that was the first thing prior to tinder dating websites was like like it was for older people it was like for people who wanted serious relationships like marriage like maybe like in your 40s or maybe in your 30s i don't know because like when i was in my early 20s 30s found sounded like a million years Uh away and like that was super old and next year i'm 30 but anyway my point is that it's it was very like very different like it would be very rare to talk to a friend who's like yeah i'm thinking of going on like a dating website. I'm not going to say which one because I don't want to slander them. But like thinking of going on a dating website. Yeah. You'd be like, huh? Like, what do you mean? Yeah. Like, that's not for people our age. Well, this is what's very interesting because then it brings us back to this idea of like, for example, when we have like only 10% of people on dating apps actually looking for a relationship, mm-hmm. apps have made it so much easier for the millennials of the world to date so easily that they have made it a very casual thing. But before that, dating websites and meeting people online... More of an intentional thing. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And I think that still, like, older people would be using dating apps Mm. to meet someone that they actually want to connect a relationship with. I swiped them. (laughs) I love putting my range up to, like, 50 or 60 sometimes. Yeah, I was going to say, don't say 50, it's definitely 60. (laughs) Anyway, you're right though. You're you're completely like I completely agree. Like I think that it's made dating less intentional, mm-hmm. and I think that that is a huge, huge con. Again, not to focus on the cons. No, but, but- <laughs> today we're talking about how we can date if we don't want to use dating apps. Yeah, so, exactly. So there we're are- talking about the anti-dating yeah. app. 
it's natural for us to be a bit a bit, a bit down on apps. Yeah. No offense. So what I'm like, I, I completely agree. I think that it's made it way more casual, way less intentional to the, to the point where we have so many people on dating apps now who like, I mean, if you can take a pretty educated guess and I feel like I've swapped enough people to take this guess, they're doing it for the validation. They're doing Absolutely. it for the ego boost. They're doing it because they can do it. They're doing it because they just want to see what's out there, who likes them. Mm. They're not doing it because they're like swiping someone like, oh my God, I'd really like to strike up a conversation with this person. Mm -hmm. It's like, I've heard so many men say they just swipe every woman and and they just see who matches and then they go from there about who to message and who to talk to and who they actually like. Mm -hmm. And so then you wonder like, you know, it's frustrating when you don't get messages back or it's frustrating people ghost you. Mm. And this is like men and women and everyone who's on the dating apps. Mm. Like I'm sure ghosting happens on every side, Mm. but I think that also speaks to the fact that people are less attached to, and and they feel like they owe these people less because they're on a phone. They're easily accessible. They can just grab their phone out and swipe any point of the day when they're on their lunch break, when they're on the train, when they're in bed, and it's barely even a thought in their head. Mm-hmm. And I think that is a huge con mm-hmm. and a huge detriment to, like, the idea of dating. And meeting someone that you really connect with. Yeah. yeah. And I think, like, obviously if you're talking about, like, casual sex or a very casual relationship, that's a, probably a whole different conversation. But if we're talking about meeting someone who you can theoretically spend a lot of your life with and really connect with and have a really beautiful relationship with. Mm -hmm. I think that that's really not um, compatible with dating apps a lot of the time and the culture that they've created. Yeah, for sure. So I think if we talk about how we can date, if we don't want to use dating apps, we, in my experience, a lot of the time mine has been meeting, making friends with people. And then it just kind of like goes from there. That's Honestly, most of the organic relationships that I have had have happened that way Mm -hmm. or through work. Uh, But what I thought we could do is we posted on Instagram asking for people to submit places they have met their ex or their current partner that weren't on a dating app. And we got heaps of submissions, but there was like quite a few common themes. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like you know, it can feel confronting. And I think especially if you're listening to this as a single person who is tired of the dating app game and really like would like to meet someone, I guess these are a few ways, not all of them are accessible to everyone, but they can sort of like give us some ideas of ways that we can put ourselves in new situations, which in turn, we might meet someone. And I think something important to remember about this is like, for example, like I play a lot of netball, right? And have Mm -hmm. I met someone through netball? No. However, I've made a lot of new friends through netball. Mm -hmm. And then you don't know, like perhaps one of those friends would have a birthday party and I might go to that birthday party and I might meet someone who I've never met before. And so it's not about like, specifically like joining a club or going to a new coffee shop or directly meeting someone it's about creating connections and sort of expanding your circle Mm -hmm. to in in then to in turn then hopefully meet someone Mm -hmm. right but i think it's also about having your green light on and just being open Mm -hmm. to new people in your life regardless of whether it is going to be a sexual or romantic relationship or something platonic yeah we completely agree yeah yeah we had a lot of people say, like you said, like a lot of the same things. So like a lot of people said work, mm-hmm. which is obviously like we, if you're going to talk about like, you know, a regular average job of like going to work every day, like we spend a lot of time at work. So mm-hmm. it makes sense that people would, would meet people at work. Yeah. 
a lot of people said, yeah, like through mutual friends um, at like parties or events, which I guess is similar to what you were just talking about. Like just going to a party and meeting someone. I know quite a few people who have that's happened. Like I have a friend, two friends that got engaged last year and they randomly met at a 21st and just like, that's just the end of it. Like that's just what happened. Mm -hmm. Um, team sports and like hobbies like that like the gym and like netball a lot of people said netball actually you were very happy yeah I was so stoked I was like wow we really (laughs) got some netball baddies up in here but I do think like like social sports and gym is a very common way to meet people because it sparks a common interest like you already Mm -hmm. have something in common with them like I'm not a gym goer so personally like probably not going to attract a gym goer Mm -hmm. in like my day-to-day life however like for example, if I met someone playing netball, that would make a lot of sense because we already have something in common. So social sport is something that I encourage people to do in general because I think it's so good for your well-being. It's such a good social activity to do, but um, also can be a great way to expand your circle and potentially meet someone, especially, um, yeah, especially team sports. Mm-hmm. Mm. A lot of people also said clubs and bars, which I do think that if you're you're someone who goes out to or well, in general, clubs and bars like obviously it's a social mm-hmm. area like the idea is that you kind of are like open to like talking to people or at least you know being around people and interacting. I do think for me my my biggest misconception I think and I do think this is like something that I need to like maybe not be so fixated on is that I don't go to clubs and bars very often. I never go to clubs. Mm. I think I said in the last episode and it might've been the Patreon only episode, but I literally like, don't think you could pay me to go to a club at this point in my life. Mm -hmm. But when I go to bars and stuff, like I, I'm like, I never really go out to bars or like go out on like big nights out. So like if I am, if I meet someone there, I'm like, Oh, like what if I'm not like, you know, like it's not really a place where like I'd meet like like like-minded people, but Mm. then it's like, who's to say, that they're not out for like a random event or like for one night in like a few months kind of thing. Yeah. So I do think that it can be a really good place. And even just like speaking to like, you know, people to get experience in like the real world, Mm. quote unquote dating and like interacting with people. I think like that kind of, those kind of very social situations where it's expected that you will be talking to other people Mm. can be really helpful so as well as that we had instagram which i think is definitely like a millennial way to meet people and sliding into the dms is a a real thing that happens we also have university and school which obviously a lot of people meet people in those settings because they're very social settings we had a couple of special ones that i thought were interesting to touch on which is uh my current boyfriend was a long-term friend first don't be afraid to take that risk if there's a spark Mm. and i think that's a really good thing to note like um it can be a really vulnerable thing admitting to a friend that you like are thinking about them in a romantic or sexual way but i do think it can be Um, it can be a risk worth taking. And then someone else said that their husband and them met at a kayaking club and it took a lot of pressure off meeting someone in a social setting with friends around. Mm -hmm. Which I think is great as well in those type of social settings because people see you for like who you are. Like you're not putting on any kind of a show like you would be on a first date. Um, So yeah. It's a very natural way to meet someone in terms of like how you're acting and how you feel comfortable, I guess. Yeah. Especially if you are in like, you know, a situation, whether it's like a team sport or at work and things like that, like where you are comfortable and you're, yeah, like you're not, like you said, like not putting on like your best like foot forward kind Mm. of thing. So we also asked you guys if you have met your partners or like whether they're current partners or previous partners, 
organically like how did you do it mm-hmm. tell us tell two sisters how you did it because yeah. obviously we don't know um we had a few really really lovely submissions so someone said that the boy that they're seeing at the moment is the most incredible human they've ever met love that for them and they met at the gym they were his trainer in group classes and they trained at similar times and basically this person just said they can't even believe they met naturally and it was a dream come true and it kind of happened when they were least expecting it Mm -hmm. which i do think is something that we hear a lot when it comes to dating right it's like when you're not like focusing on dating when you're not focusing on meeting someone and putting all your energy into it it happens then yeah which i don't know if i'm fully convinced that that's like a thing that happens but i People, a lot of people say it. So who am I? I don't have a boyfriend. So who am I to judge? Really? No, it's it's hard <laughs> to believe it when it's not like happening to you. I think is the thing. Like people always say to single people, just it'll just come along when you're yeah. least expecting it. And you're like, okay, I've, I've <laughs> been thinking that for five yeah. years. Like when's it gonna happen? Um, we had another really nice submission that was, I met my current boyfriend of three years whilst I was on an apartment showing and he was the leasing manager of the property. I thought he was cute. So I asked him to hang out. Moral of the story is shoot your shot. And I really liked this because I was like, this really inspires me to shoot my shot. Oh yeah. That's, that's kind of the like perfect example of shooting a shot. Also, like I completely understand how you go to an apartment showing and you'd see like a leasing manager in like a suit. Mm. They always look so nice. Yeah in a suit and like oh it'd be attractive yeah. like i understand i understand a man in a suit is just a whole it's a whole experience it's a whole thing yeah so this next person said that they actually met their wife their now wife while they were out shopping with a friend we stopped at a store where my now wife was working at the time and truthfully it was incredibly awkward the first time we met however once i left the store i couldn't stop thinking about her and my friend kept bringing up how she thought the girl from the watch store was flirting with me There was also something in my gut telling me that she wasn't someone who would simply be passing by in my life. So a few days later, I decided to go back to the store, hoping to see her again, and she was there. I purchased something, and at the end of the transaction, through all of my nervousness and lack of knowing if she was actually attracted to girls, I asked her out, and here we are now. I really like this one because it's like, as a straight person, and I don't know if you can maybe agree with this, but like as a straight person, I kind of never consider like you know for example if i see like a man out i never consider like is he attracted to girls kind of thing Mm -hmm. but that would be something that would be harder to navigate Mm -hmm. when it comes to queer relationships Mm -hmm. because first of all unfortunately hetero relationships aren't so normalized and like just like centralized in our society like they are considered the baseline which they are absolutely not the baseline Mm -hmm. but that's what we're taught so we're kind of taught that like the baseline would be that a girl would be attracted to men Mm. so imagine how much extra nervousness there would be theoretically and i could be wrong again Mm. if you were like a girl attracted to girls and wanting to see if that girl was also attracted to girls yeah (laughs) it's like an extra layer yeah Yeah. so anyway i love that one and i also love that this person kind of knew um like kind of had that feeling that there was something more there even though they're left and nothing happened at the first first interaction yeah it's like great to like be like i'm just gonna go back and shoot my shot and just do the thing like you never know and i think in these situations like the worst thing that happens is they say no and you never see them again and like even then you still put yourself out there and like you know done something out of your comfort zone Mm -hmm. which is great so yeah yeah okay let's move on to unprofessional opinions if you're new to the podcast first of all welcome second of all welcome Mm -hmm. to unprofessional opinions this is a segment at the end of every episode where we answer your questions in regards to the topic of today's episode so we're talking about dating apps obviously all the 
pros and cons of dating apps, whatever you want to call it. And our first question is, how do I ensure my safety? And I feel like this is obviously to do with meeting up with someone from the first time who is on the internet, Mm -hmm. who you perhaps don't know a whole lot about. Yeah. And I do think this is a huge, huge thing to think about, especially unfortunately for women, because as we know, like it can be very dangerous for women to just randomly go and meet specifically a man. Um, unfortunately that's the world we live in. Mm -hmm. So I do think that a, you should be thinking about your safety. I mean, no matter who you are, no matter what um, you identify as, you should be thinking about your safety, but especially as a woman, um, I think it's super important. And I think maybe the, the, I think the first thing that I would say is, and again, this is just my opinion, but I personally would never recommend that you go and meet someone like at someone's house or have someone come over to your house Mm -hmm. privately um, or meet someone like, you know, in like the middle of nowhere kind of thing. Like don't go and have like a little park day at like midnight No. in the middle of nowhere. No. Don't do that. No. In my opinion, no. Lo- lovingly don't do that. <laughs> but like basically don't meet up in private for the first time, because even if you've been talking for like a couple of weeks and you feel like you really know, and you really get along with someone, I just don't think it's a good idea personally. Mm. And maybe that's a cynic in me and maybe some people would disagree, but like that's something that I would never tell my friends to do. I would always say like, if you came to me and said, I'm planning on meeting this guy who I've been talking to on a dating app to at his house for the first time, I'd be like, hun. Mm. I mean, I have you on find my friends. So I also like, you know, yeah, but yeah, still, what do you think about that? I think that always meet someone in a public setting mm-hmm. 100% if they make up if they like have a problem with that like it's pretty reflective of yes, the fact that you absolutely. shouldn't meet up with them as well as that like uh Cara and I have find my friends which I personally really enjoy this having... is bit, I feel like we found out this is a bit of a controversial one over the past couple of years like a lot of people think it's a bit creepy no see I, I think, think it's, it's great. important and yeah. like as as women and like with our group of girlfriends like we have each other on find my friends and it's not you know always necessary it's great to be like is my friend running late are they running on time but it's also great because like we are women having dating and sexual experiences and it's good to be able to make sure that our friends are where they said they were gonna be and so yeah i feel like that's something it's not like a hundred percent you should do that but i feel like even if you're going on a date uh, to the extent of like making sure you let someone know where you're going to be and what time you're planning on leaving, yeah. making sure that, you know, just a friend is aware of what mm-hmm. you're doing that evening is something like I definitely would recommend doing. And like we always do. Yeah. Like, um, you know, if you are going, if even on like a third date, if you're going to someone's house mm. or if they're coming to yours, tell them like the address of where you're going and like, maybe like what you're planning on doing. If you go out for dinner on the first date and then you do decide to go back to their house, just message your friends or someone who's looking out for you, the address, let them know what you're doing. Like if you are kind of changing your plans, if you're going somewhere else, just because like while we obviously don't want to assume that every person we meet is going to do something awful to us safety is super important and unfortunately these things do happen yeah so i just think it's better to be on the safe side um yeah that's my that's my personal opinion that's what i would always recommend to my friends totally i also think my my, like maybe my very last point would be to keep in mind that you are allowed to leave a situation whenever you feel like Mm -hmm. it. Like I feel like there is a lot of pressure in dating and a lot of pressure in meeting someone to kind of go with the flow. And like, maybe it feels awkward to say, no, I don't want to come back to your place or no, I don't want to get in the car with you. Whether it's, whether it's because you get bad vibes from or just because you simply just don't want to Mm -hmm. like, it's okay to 
firmly set your boundaries and to say like, no, or like, I don't want to do that. And go from there because anyone who is worth your time and who is trustworthy will respect your boundaries. And not only will it keep you safe, but it'll also show you who is going to, you know, understand, I guess, like the way you feel about things and like your boundaries Mm -hmm. in a way. Okay. So what do you talk about when you first meet someone? I'm always so awkward and shy about what to say or ask. I personally uh, relate because every time (laughs) I'm going to go on a date, even if it's like a third date, I'm like, I've got in my head a few things a few topics that I can come back to and that might sound like a bit much to do but I honestly kind of recommend it oh I think that's a very common thing to do I have literally just like random things stored in my (laughs) head I recently went on a date where I was like I'm gonna ask this man if he thinks a croissant is sweet or savory if there's a silence that's what I'm gonna say it's also a red flag if he thinks if he says the wrong answer yeah which he didn't so good for him I agree. I think that's really, I don't think that's weird at all. I think it's, I think that's very common and it's very like practical to be like, if it's an awkward silence or like if there's a situation where like maybe like the conversations just kind of like run, run out, what can I say? What can I ask? It's also just nice to think about things like you could have in common or Mm. you could talk about like things you could connect over. Like that's just in general, a good thing to think about when, before going on a date, Mm -hmm. when it comes to a first date, Remember that there's kind of limitless things you can talk about. You yeah. barely know this person. Like, mm-hmm. and if something's awkward, if something, if a date is like super, super awkward, like so awkward, you can't stand it. Mm. I'm going to probably assume that you're not going to go on a second date with them, mm-hmm. right? Like obviously the spark theoretically isn't there if you can't make a very good conversation with them. Mm. Just talk about anything. Mm-hmm. If you're really worried about the awkwardness, just tell them any fact that comes to your head. Just anything. Literally. Just feel the silence. I like to remind myself when I go on a date, which as we know isn't very often, but I like to remind myself that I could talk underwater if I needed to. Mm-hmm. Just talk, just just talk. Yeah. And I also say to you when you go on dates, first dates, that you don't really need to be there for that long. If like you're there for an hour, if it's dinner and you're there for an hour and the like, conversation starts running dry, just be like, okay, let's get going. Mm. Like that's totally fine as well. Again, that speaks to boundaries mm-hmm. and how you can set them. So I think it's kind of important to remind yourself that you're not in this like unbearable situation where it's going to be the most awkward thing ever and you're going to die. I feel like awkwardness can feel like it's going to kill you sometimes, yeah. but it won't. No, it's it not won't. fatal. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So the next question is not a question, but this person said it feels like guys only approach in the wild, quote unquote, so organically mm-hmm. for one thing see i i don't agree i i also don't agree i think that a lot of the time i would assume if a guy comes up to me in the wild in person the wild (laughs) usually i would kind of assume maybe they're interested in more i agree i think the opposite like on dating apps most of the time i assume most like i've gone on like a few dates with guys in the past and then like literally assumed that they are looking for something casual Mm. because we met on a dating app Whereas if I meet someone in real life, mm-hmm. my tendency is to assume that they're actually looking for a relationship. I completely agree. Although I do think now that I'm thinking about it, it's about the context. Like, mm. for example, if you're in a nightclub and someone's hitting you up, look, they're probably not thinking that they're your soulmate. <laughs> they're they're probably not like, oh, she the one. Look, they're probably thinking that you're a fucking hot, 
hot person uh-huh. and they want to like they probably do just want one thing in that moment mm. but if it's like yeah like again in a coffee shop mm-hmm. the thing that i'm apparently attached to or it, is this because you have a crush on the guy at our local coffee shop look i don't not have a crush on the guy <laughs> <laughs> coffee shop but like you know at school at work like things like that like i do think that there is a lot of situations in which it's actually probably more indicative that they're after something more than just sex which mm. i'm guessing what this person's like kind of alluding to okay so our next question is also not a question but this person has said it's so sad how dating apps feed into the societal standard of judging off looks yeah and i'd like to actually this is where having more male friends would come in handy for us because i would love to know the male perspective on this because i well obviously i'm not going to sit here and say i don't judge off looks on dating apps because i absolutely do it's hard not to when that is predominantly all the information you have on someone Mm -hmm. i do find myself and a lot of my friends who you know it's not like if you don't immediately find them super super attractive and hot you're going to swipe them no it's a lot of like okay like maybe they're not physically like my type or who i'd usually go for but like they've said this and this so i'll give them a go anyway kind Mm. of thing i do find that that happens a lot with at least people in our circle and i'm wondering if that happens as much with men because i do think that there is this stereotype with men that they are more judgmental more critical less likely to like find a not stereotypically attractive female attractive Mm -hmm. but i don't think that's necessarily true maybe in some circles it is but I just think it really depends on the person. Exactly, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I've spoken to so many guys about, like, what they're attracted to, and people are just attracted to different people. Mm -hmm. Like, Kara and I are not going to be attracted to the same guy most of the time. (laughs) Like, that is just the way that attraction is. But I do agree that there is some sadness to the fact that dating apps do feed into that. I think that we're starting to get more apps like Hinge and Bumble in a way that are really pushing the whole, like, talking about yourself sharing your interests like on bumble you can like filter if you're looking for some if someone's looking for a relationship or not i think that they're moving in the right direction with that which i think Mm. is like definitely a positive thing but i do understand like i often feel uh can feel down on myself and be like i'm not getting matches on dating apps because of the way that i look yeah and like it definitely like i think as much as we try and get away from the the appearance part of dating apps it's kind of a critical critical component because like you know we said like you first see a photo that's how you first see someone on a dating app is you Mm -hmm. see a photo and they have to choose like quote like theoretically their best photo the photo they think looks most like their best in kind of thing Mm. and it is a thing of like oh do i find this person attractive do i not like swipe left or right mm. kind of thing. And I and that is very confronting. And I do think that that is, can be really harmful because as we know, what is stereotypically or societally attractive does not mean anything about how attractive someone actually is no. or how attractive they'll be to different people. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I definitely think that that's contributed a lot to like these like negative kind of, I guess, views on what is attractive. Mm-hmm. In society. For sure. So the next question's interesting, and I'm going to enjoy hearing your thoughts on it. This person said, sliding into the DMs to engage or not to engage. And I'm reading this as if someone slides into your DMs, should you respond or should you not respond? I mean, I think if you're into them, then yeah. Yeah, I think that there's no reason not to. Mm like respond if you like looked at their profile thought they were like you maybe like you know thought that maybe you could vibe similar interests i actually think if anything 
an Instagram profile, I'm assuming this person means Instagram, mm. is kind of better than a dating app because yeah. if someone, so long as their profile is on public, yeah. you can see like what they've posted, where they've been, like who their friends are. Mm-hmm. Like you can get to know a lot about them. Like Absolutely. are their captions funny? Like do they only post gym selfies? Like are, do you go to the gym? Do you like that? Like yeah. that kind of thing. Like it can be really indicative of someone's personality. I completely agree. I think that like, the DMs can be a positive place to meet yeah. someone. Like I think that I saw this reel the other day, which was um, a guy like fire reacting to a story and be- and expecting a response. And it's like, so, uh, you know, it's so like, what do you expect? And the comments were like, that man's lucky if he's getting um if he's getting a like in response because like so many women are like oh my god the fire react like please do something different. Well, that's the thing. It's like don't I I would say like again it's it's fine. But if someone fire reacts to you like fire reacts isn't effort. enough. You know it's like a low just effort. reply and say you look, you look great. Great. You look beautiful. You look hot. Hot. I mean. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. It's better than a fire emoji. It's definitely better than a fire emoji. A fire emoji to me says, I don't want to put the effort. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Look, again, if you want to reply to a fire emoji, that is fine. Mm -hmm. But just, that's just our opinion. That's (laughs) our opinion on the fire emoji. (laughs) Okay, last question is, how do I gain the confidence to just go and start a conversation with a person I think is cute? Thought we'd end on a banger. Yeah, and uh, I, my answer to this question is, if you, when you find out how you get the confidence, you let me know because I don't know and I cannot contribute to this. I think that, like, uh, in having said this, I haven't done this in a while, but I think <laughs> that if you think someone is attractive you are in like a setting where it's going to be comfortable for that person for you to approach them because I think that's something good to be mindful of Mm -hmm. I think just being like literally the worst thing that happens is they say no Mm. that's the worst thing that happens and even if that happens you've had a life experience life is to be lived and experiences are to be had and I think that you just need to take small risks like this in life, even if it hurts the ego at some point, even if it doesn't work out in the way you hope it will. I think that like getting ourselves into the habit of taking these small risks in life that can lead to big reward is a really positive thing to do. Yeah. And I also think that when it comes to starting a conversation, like let's not think like if you're thinking that person's really cute. We don't have to jump to, so I need to ask them out. You could just go up and say hi. You could just go up and be like, hey, like, how's your morning going? Or like, you know, what are you up to today? Like you could just strike a conversation. And then if the conversation goes well, mm-hmm. like if they're engaging, if they seem to be like vibing, if they're flirting, then you could ask them out. Then you could kind of ask for the number or something like that. Yeah. Let's not let the the terror of the end result, <laughs> and I'm talking to myself, but like uh-huh. the, this like frightful idea of like, oh my God, I have to go and be super vulnerable and ask them out. Like that is a terrifying thing for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Let's not allow that to stop us from like, at least just saying like hi and seeing how it goes. Because I do really think in this situation, and again, haven't tried it, but a big part of getting like, of doing it is just starting it. Mm-hmm. Like once you say hi, it's just a conversation. It's just a conversation. Yeah. 
Yeah. That seems like a beautiful way to end today's episode, my darling. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Hope you really enjoyed. Hopefully there was some nugget of wisdom in there. I'm certainly feeling inspired to not be on the dating apps. I don't know about you, Miss Reedy. Um, but yeah, thanks for being here. Hope you enjoyed the episode. There is bonus content on Patreon, which is linked down in the show notes. We also have a Facebook community and Instagram at tbh.pod. You can follow my beautiful, spectacular, hot as fuck uh, housemate and co-host miss cara already on instagram at cara already and you can find me on instagram at amanda ducks as always guys we'll be in your ears next friday until then take care of yourselves and go and approach someone cute in real life yeah hell yeah are you gonna go do and that? do that look probably not <laughs> your face is, you're looking at me right now anyway bye bye <laughs> <laughs>